This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, my beautiful Selfish Babes. It is your girl, Olenike Osibowale here, bringing you another Selfish Babes Selfish Talk podcast. And today on the podcast, I have Emily De La Cruz. Okay, say hello, Emily. Hey guys, so excited to be here. And today we're going to talk about consistency, we're going to talk about burnout, we're going to talk about a little bit about marketing as well, and we're just going to have the conversation flow. But I wanted to bring on Emily because there was a post that she posted that really caught my eye. And I was like, we need to talk about this because we don't talk about this enough. And so I'm going to read her post and then we're going to get started with the interview. All right, so she had posted on September 23rd, 2021. She says, the internet got me real MF, motherfucking, I'm just going to read it in my voice. The internet got me real motherfucking tired with the consistency conversation. This is going to free somebody. Okay, let's get the church together. That's just my input. It said, it freed me a few months back when I was off IG. Constantly, constantly means to do it all the time. Consistence, consistently means done in the same way over a long period of time. That longevity over frequency thing. Here's the energy, affirmations, new beliefs I'm offering all of you who are just tired of the toxic productivity of the internet. I'm shame. I've been doing this shit for over a decade. I'm allowed to take a break from my race. I'm taking a pit stop to change my burned out tires, but I'm coming for that ass. I like that. I've served others well for a long time, so I'm not going to operate out of a lack mentality and believe that a few missed days or weeks is gonna stop, is gonna stop the abundance that's headed my way. It's not gonna stop the abundance that's headed my way. Their sense of urgency is not my responsibility, and I'm putting it the fuck down. Exhale. It's a marathon and you're allowed water breaks, friends. And I really love this because. Again, it's talking about putting self first. It's talking about self-love. It's talking about taking a break and rest. And I like this particular sentence that you had said, Emily, when you said, I'm taking a pit stop to change my burned out tires, but I'm still coming from that ass. And what I really loved about this sentence was like awareness of where you're at, awareness of how you're feeling, and then doing what's best for you. And then still understanding that even through rest, that doesn't mean you're not going to get success whatever it is your dreams and goals are. It doesn't mean it's going to stop the show. You're just taking care of yourself because at the end of the day, in order for the show to go on, you must be present, correct? Mm-hmm. And so what made you write that post? Um, so, you know, my, so hello, everyone. For those of <laughs> you who don't know, um, uh, my background is in as business coaching and marketing. So I, I've been in marketing and corporate marketing for over a decade And, you know, from what I was learning in corporate America, I started teaching people online. And what I found was that I was just not aligned with what all these coaches were saying. Like, you got to post on Instagram every day. You got to go live every day. You got to do this. You got to do that. And the more that I became aligned and aware with um, God, you know, source, abundance, like all of these things, I realized that a lot of coaches on the internet operate from a scarcity mindset, right? So they teach us to hurry up and rush, to not be forgotten, to chase followers, to chase money, to chase sales, when really, if we understand that we all have a purpose, right? We all have a calling. We all have, you know, some people call it a soul contract. We all have a reason that we're here. That's going to come to fruition regardless, right? And it's really our job to figure out um, and listen to what path it is that we need to be on and not necessarily try to mirror the path of other people. So the people who are telling us, you know, post every day, they might be introverts, right? And they're forcing themselves to show up because they have a desperation to make money. Somebody who's telling us, hey, you need to go live every day. They might be an extrovert and they love the camera and they love attention and they have the personality for that. So they get a high, like they get a positive, like reinforcement from that, right? Like they go on live, something positive happens that triggers chemicals in your brain and then they want to keep doing it, right? And when I started to like look at the landscape and like talk to people, 
because I was off Instagram for six months at the beginning of this year. Um, and they were just like, well, how did your business go? Like, how, how did you like keep doing what you were doing? And I'm like, because I do this shit in real life. I do this shit off of the internet. So me posting every single day about marketing um, is not going to necessarily um, make or break my business, right? Because I have the receipts offline. I build the connections offline and and I have the the relationships necessary, you know, to build a business. So when I came back and everybody was like, oh, well, you got to do reels every day and you have to do this. And I'm just like, but why? Like, is nobody going to stop and question like why we're all hustling and we all hate it, right? I could understand if it's like, oh, we're all posting every day and we love it, but everybody hates it. We're all complaining about it. So why the fuck are we doing it? I don't understand. I don't understand. Like I'm 30 years old. What I'm not going to do is something that I don't want to do and that I don't have an interest in doing for the pleasure of the internet or to appease somebody that don't pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you with that. And I think in terms of the hustling mentality, I think that was something um, maybe 20 years ago, that was really good. Maybe 15 years ago, that was really good. But now of course, with social media, with the internet, everybody's like, okay, start a business. And so everybody wants to start a business or do something that brings an income that may be different from, you know, get them going to two and nine to five, which is fine. And so for me, what I have seen online, just like what you have seen online, it is post every day, do this, do that, do this. And it's like, there's no consideration for how that person is. And you had made a really good point talking about introverts and extroverts. And I just had somebody, um, I interviewed somebody who does human design. Have you heard of human design? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I definitely want to dive more into it, but I haven't like done, I don't know my number or anything. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, um, I'm a reflector. And what that means is that my energy is open to everybody, but my environment really plays a big role in how I feel. And that basically I'm not the same, doing the same thing every single day. Like doing something every single day is not necessarily my jazz. It doesn't necessarily light me up. And one thing that the person that um, that I had interviewed had said is like a good question to ask myself is, who do you want to be today? And how do you want to show up? Um, and, I re- and really lean into that energy rather than, you know, we're the same every single day, consistency, whatever. For me, it's just like, I'm not a robot. I'm a human being. And I happen to have two businesses that I enjoy, but I have feelings. I have moods. I have things that go on in my life and I may not want to do those things. And so being a reflector, I like to be in my house, working at my house. Like I don't, I have a warehouse. I have a place I can go to to work, but that's not my thing because my house is a place of like peace for me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I do see people talking about do this, do that, and it's not like the doing the stuff doesn't work. And I think you have made a good point about somebody does something, somebody goes on Instagram live and then, you know, something good happens. So that's reinforced. It's not like the stuff doesn't work. But how long do you want to continue to do something that may work, but that may make drain you or make you feel like shit? And then it's just like, how is your mental health? How is your well-being? How are the relationships around you? Are you always on your phone like this at dinner, at lunch? Can somebody have a real conversation with you? And I think for me, I've come to believe that for me with my success, I want to make sure that with my success that I am happy, that I'm mentally well, and I, I don't ever want to be that person that's very successful in what my views of success is and like tired, lacks good relationships, you know, lacks peace to me. I don't like any of that. And so I really just enjoyed the fact that you had brought that up. And of course, I know some of our selfish babes are going to be like, well, you mentioned, well, how do you keep your your business going for that long? Like, and I know you do marketing and I know that you're in a particular field, so it may not, you know, apply to everyone, which is okay. But how were you able to take a break for six months and still bring in some revenue um, through your business? Yeah. So the one thing I want everyone to remember is that the internet is a big marketing playground and we need to consider the messenger, right? And what we don't realize is oftentimes the people who are beating this information into our heads have a vested interest in you believing it because they're selling a course. 
Yep. They're selling a program, right? right. It's like, oh, you got to do reels, buy my 497 reel class, right? Yep. You got to post every day, buy my how to post consistently on Instagram course, right? So for me, I always consider the messenger um, when I'm thinking about marketing tools and, and marketing strategies, because if you're only telling me to do something because you want me to pay you to teach me how to do it, it's giving scam. It's giving, it's giving because what we need to, what, like when we are looking at marketing, right? Like in marketing, you want to find um, the most uh, aligned customer for you, right? Like you want to find your target customer. And what's happening is instead of me, because I have a let's, I'll say a reels course. Cause that's what the example that we're using. If I have a reels course, right. Instead of me putting my marketing message to be, um, do you love to be on video? And are you trying to maximize your personality to create fun reels? I'm trying to make everybody my target customer by convincing everybody that they have to do reels in order for their business to be successful. And that's predatory because it's not true. Yeah. Right. So same thing. It's like Facebook ads. There are some people who, yeah, they run Facebook ads. They have Facebook ads programs. They, um, you know, coach on Facebook ads. Great. So now they're trying to convince everybody that Facebook ads is like what they need to be doing. But again, it's not necessarily true. It doesn't work for every business. So yeah. for me, what and I, what I've learned, like with my clients and with my own journey is like you have to be prioritizing um, solution-based information, right? Mm -hmm. And the best way for you to find your target customer is for you to show up on the platforms when they're looking for a solution. So mm -hmm. if I'm looking for how to get rid of a yeast infection on YouTube and your products come up, right? That's a, that's solution-based marketing. Mm -hmm. If someone is looking for, um, you know, how to run Facebook ads and they search on Google and somebody's blog post comes up or somebody's webinar comes up, that's solution-based marketing but when we're on the internet trying to tell grown people what they should or should not do what they need to do what's yeah. going to happen if they don't do it and use yeah. this these scare tactics of marketing yeah. it's kind of lame to me and we need to move on from that you know um for me personally when I was offline that that's what kind of kept me afloat right like old podcast that I've done like I did the side hustle pro podcast five years ago yesterday it came up on my Facebook yeah. um, feed and you know somebody commented like oh my gosh I just heard it last week like that's how I found you wow. right or you know people who find old YouTube videos or people who connected with me at a conference and are on my email list and it's like that consistency of me providing value years over year over year over year and then when that person is ready to buy from me they come find me because they know that I'm the best right mm -hmm. it's not me saying oh you got you got to get in my program because you know en enrollment is closing give me your last five dollars so that you can get in my program and it's like does that really serve your customer if you coerce them into joining your program into buying from you when they may not be mentally ready which is how I got into the whole mindset thing and mm -hmm. when they may not be financially ready right they're trying to scrape you know their last to pay you this thousand dollars a month or whatever when now they're like energy their mind they're not even present in your program because they're so worried about being able to afford it mm -hmm. you know so for me I really got in a place where it's like the people that I'm supposed to work with, the people that are meant for me are going to find me because they know that I'm the best or they're going to be searching for information um, that's going to be an answer to their problem. And it's my job to just show up. So whether that's Pinterest, YouTube, my website, a podcast, whatever that is, I'm going to show up. But what I'm not going to do is be prostituting myself on social media every day, hoping that people <laughs> find me on, on the line, honey, because it's giving begging. It's giving begging. And I'm not doing it. I love that. I love <laughs> that. I love that. I love that. Um, that you saying that reminds me of something that I heard from a different coach a while ago. She's like an energy coach. And she had talked about, um, her name is Melody Amware. I've been learning a lot from her lately. And she talks about this, like she doesn't like that type of marketing. She doesn't like that chasing people down marketing. It's more so 
she's having a conversation with you. She may mention a few things. And if you want her thing, you'll find her thing and word of mouth as well. And so I like that aspect of moving into solution focused things. But I will say that the world of social media is can be very distracting, right? And so mm-hmm. I may be on Instagram scrolling and you know how they're pushing reels now, which is actually a really cool thing. But I may be on Instagram scrolling and I may be like, see somebody's a reel and they're talking about um, this Facebook ad that did this. or they're talking about um, whatever the fuck that they're doing. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, wow. So then it's like, what is it? Shiny new object syndrome? You're like, oh, maybe I need this for my business. Let me see. Let me go on their page and you may start to follow the person. And then, of course, they're promoting their thing, and eventually you may or may not buy. And so, you know, I just think there's a fine line. Um, But I'm talking from the perspective of, like, my selfish babes who are starting their businesses, who want to, um, you know, really be successful in their businesses and how they approach things. And I think you had mentioned something, Emily, about your mindset. And for me, when I think about mindset, I think about energy. You said the people that are right for you, that's supposed to work for you, will find you. And you even mentioned this podcast, um, which Side Hustle Pro, which I know is a really popular podcast, five years ago, just to think about how certain things live on the internet. Five years ago, and people listen to that episode five years ago still, and are able to come to you and, and contact you for your services. So I think that's really cool. And so in terms of your mindset, through your experiences in being an entrepreneur, what have you learned in your mindset? What do you want to share with us? What has come up for you? Yeah, so I used to live in a scarcity mindset. I used to believe that there was never enough, right? So growing up, um, my grand I grew up with my grandparents um, and my grandparents would always like, they just always went out of their way to remind us that we were broke, right? It's like- you want to say, I want to know where did you grow up? Oh, I am from the Bronx. Your BS all day. Um, that is probably my favorite fact that everyone knows about me. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised in the South Bronx proudly. Um, and now I live in Dallas, Texas, which is has been a crazy change. But yeah, you know, growing up in the South Bronx and, and growing up. Hey, Selfish Babe, if you've been wanting to lose weight, get in shape, feel better about your body, I highly, highly recommend joining the Queen Warriors program by Fabiana Ferrarini. Work out from home, from the TV, your phone, or laptop. I love the HIIT workouts, and they even have yoga, dance fitness, styling, nutrition, and affirmations. I don't like going to the gym, and I want to make sure I stay healthy. Super affordable. You can be a selfish babe that wants a surgery body without the surgery, or maybe you're the selfish babe that got the surgery and you want to keep it looking nice. Either way, this program is perfect. Go to queenwarriorselfishbabe.com to get your seven-day free trial or click the link in the show notes. Love you guys. Up in the 90s and all that, um, it was always, you know, well, when we go to the store, don't touch nothing because you already know we can't afford it. Or, you know, or I would like, I was in dance um, my whole life until I was in college. And I remember when like we would go on like dance trips, like my grandma would like save change. And then we would go to the coin star machine and she would like put it in there and she would get that money, you know, to pay for, for dance practice. And like for holidays, she would sell these things called pasteles, which is like, I don't even know what it's like green banana that's like mashed that is boiled and comes with like meat inside. It's like a traditional Puerto Rican holiday dish. Um, so she would sell those, you know, a dozen of those. And on during the holidays, she would sell coquito. Like my grandma was I love coquito. delicious. Girl, my grandma was like, What you need? I got it for you. Okay. Um, so it was I was always growing up, I always saw these things of like, you know, how we had to work hard for money and we had to do all these things and we had to stretch every dollar. So when I became an entrepreneur, I carried that mindset with me and I felt like, oh, there's there's not enough hours in the day. So I have to, you know. I spent most of 2017, 2018, like going to bed at three, four o'clock in the morning and then waking up at 10 a.m. and then doing it all over again. And it just I'm not going to say it was wrong because it worked for that period of time, um, you know, my late 20s, mid 20s. um, But 
looking back now, I'm like, was I crazy? Like, why was I doing all of that? Right. And then as soon as I kind of started to study like neuro-linguistic programming and abundance mindset and emotional reprogramming, and just basically like the science of how our brains work and how we develop patterns and how we develop beliefs, I started to understand, oh, okay. When I start to make decisions, I'm making decisions as 10 year old Emily who Mm -hmm. feels poor and feels lack and feels like there's not enough in the world for her. Right. But 30-year-old Emily understands that all of the abundance that exists in the world, there's enough for me. I always say like my, there is um, an abundant supply from an infinite source, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we know that whatever you believe, God's source, the universe, whatever is limitless, right? And there's billions of people in the world, like, why would there not be a thousand people for you? Why would there not be a million dollars for you? Why would there not be whatever, right? So when I started to really understand that, I had to change my beliefs and understand, okay, there is enough to go around. I don't have to be in this constant hustle mode to find my customers. I have to get in a place of serving, right? You have to serve your way to success. So how can I help people? How can I provide information? How can I develop the best products and services that's going to serve people well? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. we want God to bless us, right? And you want him to bless mediocrity. And it's like, girl, you know, you know that that's not your best work, but yet, and still you want, you know, this to be blessed abundantly. You know that you're struggling with imposter syndrome, but you got a course on mindset. You know that you made, you know, Ninety nine thousand, you know, dollars last year, but you teaching people how to become a six figure coach. It don't make sense. Mm -hmm. It's not adding up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was also that little sense of like imposter syndrome of, oh, okay, well, well, I just learned how to do this. Now, let me teach you real quick so I can make a quick. It's like, oh, I have 5,000 followers on Instagram. Let me go real quick. Teach you how to. And it's like, girl, you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, you don't even know what you're doing to be to be teaching. Right. And once I kind of stopped trying to, again, teach from this sense of scarcity and sense of, and sense of like lack. And it's like, OK, I just need to make a quick ninety seven dollars. I need to make a quick, you know, book. So I'm just going to throw together this package that I'm probably not confident in or qualified to even teach. Yeah. I was able to step back and figure out, OK, what am I actually good at? What's my zone of genius? And how can I, you know, package this up in a way that not only serves me financially, but serves the people that are buying it too, you know? Yeah, I like that um, in terms of stepping back and really being honest with yourself because we know people can do that on Instagram and yeah, it can be a little scammy or they could continue to promote themselves and it just helps to build up. I I know both sides, Um, but I like the fact that you were able to say that you're able to step back and be honest And I liked your example about comparing 10-year-old Emily to 30-year-old Emily and how, you know, maybe the environment, your grandparents, some of the things that they said impacted you. And for Mm -hmm. me, you know, I grew up in a, I grew up with my mom and it was a single parent household. And sometimes we just didn't have enough for certain things. And that was very obvious. That was said. And for me, for me, that growing up, it made me know that I I will have a lot of money when I grow up. That was just simply, I never wanted to not have enough. I never not wanted to not have enough for my children. And then it wasn't until I was in my 20s when I started to learn again about energy and abundance. And I'm still even working on my abundance mindset. One of my favorite affirmations is I always have more than enough. My cup is overflowing. And I like to imagine like past places I've been, whether it's like ocean views or forest mm. views, because in nature or looking at nature helps me to feel really abundant and prosperous because Mm -hmm. sometimes like let's say there's a selfish baby listening and around her is people that are in lack mentality maybe it's people that really they say there's not enough and that is what they're seeing and so we have to get really unique and um creative when we sit with ourselves and maybe we imagine abundance and how that looks and, and and feel it i like to say i like to feel it because Whatever we want out here, we have within us. I mean, that's what I've been taught, and that's what I choose to believe. And so, when you had said, "Why would why don't I, why would I not have a thousand people? Why would I not have a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, four million dollars, ten million dollars waiting for me?" You know, it's really very limitless. And I liked like you saying that question because I feel like it's a it's a nice mindset shift 
to prosperity, right? Instead of being like, dang, I don't got this a million dollars right now. Dang, I don't got this $10 million right now. Dang, I don't got this $2 million right now. You're like, why would this not be for me? And I feel like when you start shifting your mind and your language to that and even questioning certain things, then it's just like, you become more of a magnet for the things that you want in your life. And it's not coming from a place of scarcity, but from a place of abundance. And I think as an entrepreneur, even me, I've been an entrepreneur for about six years now. And I will say I had that same stage 2017, 2018, um, I was up late at night working on my website, building my website, and that served me, okay? Being in my strong, masculine, do-do-do energy, mm. that really served the building of my business. But that's not sustainable. And you can not only work off one side of yourself, you have to integrate both. And so in terms of receiving and being more of my divine feminine, I'm like, okay, I can put this thing out here. I can serve, I can write, I can type, I can show up in a way that's not like, okay, I need to say this real quick. Let me see how much money I can make today. Rather, I liked your your um, perspective on serving and showing up, you know, for your people. And I want to ask you, what does that look like? You said serving your way to success. Give us an example. So, um, like I had mentioned, so 2017, 2018 was like a big trial and error period for me because I had just kind of, I was still side hustling. Um, so I had just kind of started my business and I was like teaching a bunch of different things, right? I was teaching every little thing that I was successful at, I was teaching it, right? So it's like, I had 5,000 followers on Instagram. I'm gonna teach you how to be consistent on Instagram. Um, I had graduated from college with three job offers. I'm doing a how to find your dream job course, right? And I was, when I tell you, I was doing all types of things. I was in network marketing. I mean, 5 million different business models. Right. And when I sat back and started to think, um, I wasted a lot of people's time, not in the sense of that my products and my courses and stuff like that didn't help people, but it didn't give them the biggest transformation that I know they could have had. Right. And we play so small and it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to give them a quick little $97 course. Like I'm just going to throw something together. And it's like, okay, they get part of the process, but it's like, what if I would have taken the time to really master and produce and create something that could change somebody's life. Right. So one of my um, customers who's, who's now my friend, she actually ended up um, transitioning. I think she was in education and she transitioned to be like a social media manager after taking one of my programs. Um, This was like, again, in like 2017, it was called hired, happy and paid. Right. Baby girl, I wasn't happy and I was not paid in my job. Wow. But I'm over here teaching people how to get hired, happy and paid. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like once I really thought about, OK, how can I create more success stories like that? How can I serve more people so that they have that big life changing, game changing transformation? I'm like, I'm not going to play small. I'm not going to keep doing these little random pop up. When I tell you it will be like today will be Thursday and I would think about an idea. And then on Saturday, I'm selling it on my Instagram stories. Like it was no type of refinement. It was no type of nothing. Okay. It was like, I need money. I'm going to teach this, pay me for this situation. Right. Um, And now, you know, I, I sat with a lot of my entrepreneur friends and, you know, because my gifting is in marketing Uh, I realized that a lot of people, they didn't necessarily hate marketing. They just hated how disoriented they were with marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to manage social media. You're trying to write emails. You need to update your website. You want to run ads. Like there's just all of these moving pieces. And the missing piece was you don't have a strategy, right? Like you don't have an actual documented strategy that when you hire somebody, you can say, okay, social media manager, this is our brand voice. These are our KPIs. This is the content calendar for 2022. Take this. And now you go implement in your zone of genius or Hey, Facebook ads agency see, here's a marketing strategy. This is what we really want to accomplish. So now you go ahead and execute in your area, right? As entrepreneurs, we're like, okay, we're going to hire a VA and we're going to hire a social media manager. And we're going to hope and pray that they can read our minds and come up with something. Right. So as I sat back and really just didn't promote and didn't move around and just talk to my audience and found out like, what do they really need? Like what's really hurting them? Like what's keeping them up at night? I took time, literally like seven months to think about, okay, 
what does my VIP day look like? What does like my actual agency services look like? Like, how can I really solve a problem for them so that when they go to sleep at night, they're not marketing isn't even something that they're worried about, right? They're sleeping good. Okay. They're drooling on the pillow, <laughs> unbothered, wig on the nightstand, living their best life. Um, so that was, I think, really important. Just not being afraid to take a step back and pause mm -hmm. and gather information and plan and prepare. Um, and not doing that because I was afraid, oh, well, I'm not going to make money or, oh, I'm going to. It's like, no, you need to stop. And like I said, like, get your burned out tires together. Like you've been going for so long, like you need to really just pause and figure out, okay, what's my next step? Because all of these thoughts in your head are so loud, like you can't even hear your purpose. Yeah, I love that. Would you suggest to a selfish babe that maybe has entrepreneurial dreams and a spirit, but then trying a whole bunch of different things and things are not necessarily working out in the favor that they want, would you suggest that they were like, hmm, I do feel tired, I do feel burned out, I probably do want to take a break and really figure this out, but then they're like, well, I got bills to pay. Like, what would you suggest? Like, would you tell them maybe they should go and, you know, find something that's consistent to bring in some money while they figure that out? Or like, what would you suggest for that person? Yeah, so I am absolutely the number one fan of having a side hustle. Your business can be a side hustle and you can have a nine to five. Yeah. pending that the nine to five is not also stressing you out to the point that now you don't have energy. But what I always encourage people to do is just like, look at everything that you've been doing in your business and identify two things. One, what has actually worked. So even if you've only gotten two sales your whole life, where did those sales come from yeah. and figure out how you can do more of that. And then figure out of all of the things that you do in your business, what makes you feel good, right? Do you actually enjoy writing emails? Do you like showing up on social media? Do you like engaging in Facebook groups? Do you like sales calls? Do you like fulfillment, right? Find what you love to do and what gives you energy and do that first. And the more that you do that, the more that you'll be able to operate in like your zone of genius and operate from a place that raises like, you know, your energy, you know, like for me, I cannot, cannot stand, stand the inbox. Okay. DMs, okay. email inbox. Well, it's just, it's overwhelming to me. Right. Yeah. So I, what I really like is I like writing. I like creating. I like thinking up ideas. Right. So I'll do that at the first half of the day. And then at nighttime, then I'll like sit in the inbox to just kind of like close out the day because I'm just so hyped up from everything that I did at the beginning. Right. Yeah. So that's also a trick too, where you kind of have to like trick yourself, if you will, and just do the things that really feed you and give you energy and then do the things that drain you later on in the day, just because it's unrealistic to be like, delegate all the things that drain you. You know, sometimes you can't afford to delegate, yeah. um, but at least like filling your cup up at the beginning of the day or when you first sit down to work on your business and then do some of those tedious things later on um, where you kind of have to like get your discipline to kick in yeah. is what I always recommend. Okay, thank you. Uh, you had mentioned, um, you know, giving maybe like a $97 course or like those small courses just to make a quick book or whatever. And you had mentioned um, not really giving that person the biggest transformation, giving an offering that would allow for their biggest transformation. And I had laughed because I had had a business coach earlier this year that had told me that she's like, well, what would give the people like the biggest transformation? And for me, that's like my Selfish Book Academy, which is like my nine day spiritual self-love intensives for my selfish babes. And for me, like even coming up with the program, having her help me come up with everything that was coming through versus like, Oh, this course, this course, this course, that course, it's like, that's the transformation. That's what I'm promoting the most. Because mm -hmm. for me, I know like, that's going to help shift some shit in people's lives. And that's what's mm -hmm. needed. And so when you had mentioned that in terms of like sitting down for a bit and figuring out, well, what's going to give people the biggest transformation, you had mentioned a VIP day, or you had also mentioned something else. It was a VIP day and something else. What was the other thing? So I have an agency as yeah. well. So we like do everybody's their marketing for them behind the scenes. I like that. I like that. And you have mentioned like NLP and like manifestation. And I kind of want to hear a little bit about your spiritual journey, Emily. And can you like tell us? Because and before we start this interview, I just want you guys to know that she had mentioned, I mean, she's like a closeted witch. Okay. So let's <laughs> tell us a little bit about like your spiritual journey and what does that look like? 
Yeah, so my spiritual journey has been a roller coaster, okay? Um, I actually have a YouTube video that kind of like dives deeper into this because I was like, I just need to tell somebody so that I don't feel crazy (laughs) because like, how is this happening? But I had gone through a really bad breakup. So I was actually engaged and then it ended up, you know, not working out. So I was kind of in this place of like, okay, God, well, like, what's next? I thought he was my husband. Don't send me back to the streets, Lord. Like, I can't do it. (laughs) What's happening? Um, So, you know, when you go through something that's like traumatic or very painful, you get in that like self-love, I'm going to level up mode, right? You get selfish. Um, So I had started just kind of starting my spiritual journey. I moved back to Atlanta and um, my roommate at the time, um, Shatoya, shout out to her. She was, she's like, a saint truly like her Mm -hmm. and God, like they are BFFs. Like she got him on the main line. And I remember, you know, I was just being vulnerable with her and just telling her, you know, how I was feeling, like how I was just, just feeling so lost, you know, in the world. And she was like, you know, I really think that you need to, um, learn how to pray. Like you need to just learn how to talk to God, like learn how to listen to your intuition, like just hear from the Holy Spirit. Like you just need to learn how to get downloads because you keep trying to do it with your flesh and it's not working for you. Right. And growing up Catholic, right. We're not taught that you and God have this great relationship. We're taught that God is like this higher power that you have to respect and you have to worship and you have to, um, you know, be like, it's like the, the sense of reverence, right? But yeah. we don't look at God as like our father that we, you know, when you get hurt, you run to your dad crying and you're like, take me to get ice cream, yeah. you know? That's not the type of relationship that I used to have with God. So I read the book. Um, what is the name of it? It's by Priscilla Shire. Fervent. Okay. So that taught me how to pray. And I journaled for one year straight. I journaled every single day for one year. Wow. And in the process of doing that, that's when I started to really just get get familiar with the word, get familiar with like the quote unquote laws of the universe, but just the religious side of them, yeah. right? As I like to call them. Um, then I started to think about, okay, well, like, I know the plans that God has for me and I understand abundance and I understand this, but something is still off. Like I can, the best way that I can put it for you is like, I would know that I wanted to do something and then I would convince myself and talk myself out of it every Mm -hmm. time. Like I started and stopped the podcast three times. I'm literally on my third version now. I'm about to launch another podcast. Um, You know, I started and stopped my business. I started and stopped jobs. I started and stopped relationships. My favorite thing is to start and stop something, right? So I'm like, I need to figure this thing out. Like I need to get it together. And see your, your point of what we were talking about earlier, like alignment, right. And just finding the things that you need in the right seasons. I was going, I was searching on YouTube. I don't remember what the heck it was. And I found this, um, woman, her name is Thais Gibson. And she teaches about like anxious attachment style, emotional reprogramming. Mm -hmm. And from her is how I learned like, okay, a lot of our, I think like less than um, 10% of our thoughts are conscious thoughts. Like the rest of the time we're running on autopilot on these like programs that our brains have developed over time. Right. And a lot of those programs are developed when we're young and we just carry them into adulthood. So me being a nerd, like I go down this whole rabbit hole and I discover like NLP. So I took an NLP course, um, a certification course. Then I started studying hypnosis. I just like went down the personal development rabbit hole. But as I'm doing all of this, right, like people are starting to see people went from seeing me suffering to seeing me change. Right. Like you can kind of tell somebody's energy off social media. We could be on social media like, oh, my God, my life is so great. And you're just looking at black girl. No, you're not like you are. You're not glowing. You're dull. Your captions are not saying that you're happy. But these pictures you know, you're trying to fool us with the pictures. Yeah. Um, and I remember three people, three separate people that I did not know. Um, one uh, DMs me, one I met at a conference here in Dallas and the other one I met at church. All three of them within a matter of like two weeks um, sent me a message like, hey, God told me to tell you. Wow. And all of them said the same thing. Like, wow. you know, we, we know that you're battling depression. We know that you're, you know, God is, what it, what was it? It was like, God is not trying to heal your broken heart. He's giving you a new heart. God's working on renewing your minds. That's why you've been battling with your thoughts. Like, you know, all these things. And it's like, 
I don't know y'all from a hole in the wall. Two of them didn't even follow me on social media. So it's not like they would even know, you know, they would even have context. Um, And I was like, okay, God is telling my business. God Mm -hmm. is telling my bit to strangers. Like, not only is this embarrassing, this is scary because it's like, (laughs) who else is he telling my business to? Like, what, like, what are we even doing? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So after I got like those, those three like messages um, from people, I was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta figure this stuff out because there's no way that you can tell me that like God can tell, or the Holy spirit can tell three complete strangers, something so deep and intimate about me. And then I can turn around and say that God doesn't exist or that angels don't exist or that spirit guides aren't real, or it's just, it's impossible to believe it. Right. So it was kind of like this transformation, um, for me in a matter of just weeks, because I just opened my eyes to like all of the possibilities because it was happening for me every single day, you know? Um, And now I'm at a place where it's just kind of like, I try to, (laughs) I try to figure out like, okay, how can I help the most people with what I know in a way that resonates with them? Because when I was doing this work and when I started studying, it's white women in their mid twenties. Yeah. And white men who are 60 plus like Bob Proctor is my homeboy. Well, yeah. baby, Bob Proctor, he should have retired 20 years ago. Yeah. Bob Proctor being on his webinar talking about in 1940 when, you know, matches were a penny. Boy, you don't know about the struggle of the South Bronx. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't know what we going through over here, you know? So I was like, okay, I I definitely have to to start to share my testimony and share my story because there's so many people that are going to miss the message because the messenger is somebody that they don't resonate with. Yes. You know? So Ooh, I was like, I, like okay. that. I love that. So here I am, you know, a little ghetto girl from the Bronx telling people about mindset and NLP and I love all the things. That's like the thing. Like for me, when I was, I say 23, 24, I got really big into personal development. And a lot of my selfish babes know that I have first started through reading um, Sacred Women by Queen of Four, which talk about womb wellness. And that's how I started my business, Goddess Detox. But then I also met a lot of, well, I'm, maybe you don't know, but I, I met a lot of Oshun priests in the faith of Santeria Lukumi, because that's what I practice. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I learned about like herbs. I learned about those things, but I also learned about personal development from mm-hmm. people like Bob Proctor or Lewis Hayes and those people. And some of them are like older white women. Some of them are women in, white women in their 30s, 20s. And for me, I'm like, I love this personal development stuff. I love what they're saying. Mental and emotional wellness is important. I'm so grateful that more and more people are openly talking about going to therapy, Selfish Babe. If you have been thinking about getting therapy, I would highly recommend it. An easy way to find a licensed therapist would be through a company called BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode. They've helped over 2.5 million people connect with the therapist and get the accessible therapy that they deserve. Prices are affordable and they even have financial aid options. To check them out, go to betterhelp.com slash selfish babe or click the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first month. Love you. Hey, Selfish Babe, if you are a new listener to my podcast, hello. And if you are a longtime listener, I love you. Thank you for joining me. My name is Olenike Osipawale, and I'm the CEO of both Selfish Babe and Goddess Detox. I am the face and wisdom behind Selfish Babe. In four years, I was able to bring in $10 million in revenue through my company, Goddess Detox. Of course, I did the work, but I also connected with my ancestors and my spiritual self-love practices to assist me. I truly believe that where I am today, it is the work that I was able to do in the spiritual to help elevate me to who I am today. With me, self-love is more than painting your toes and taking a bubble bath. Every woman is innately powerful in her own way. I had a masterclass recording where I talked about you can have all the money in the world and you can still hate yourself. You can get all the surgery in the world and you can still hate yourself. And so for me, it's truly important that women connect to self-love on a deeper way, on a way that feels really good for them, in a way that they step into their power and that they start honoring themselves as goddesses. I truly believe that I am a living goddess, and I want to teach you how you can become the same in your own way through my spiritual self-love practices.
I have my Selfish as Fuck Academy, where I teach all my spiritual self-love practices, such as connecting with your ancestors, using the herbs to cleanse yourself off of negativity, as well as to attract prosperity and abundance into your life, how to set up your self-love altar, do your rituals for self-love, and really romance yourself. And so if you are a woman who wants to love herself as well as manifest like a goddess, then you want to join my Selfish as Fuck Academy today. You can go to SelfishBabe.com and go to courses and find my Selfish as Fuck Academy, or you can go to SelfishAFAcademy.com and join today. I love you guys. Bye. But I want to see more of me. You know, people talking like more of me. And so that's even how I created Selfish Babe is like I wanted to bring personal development down into relatable language to mm-hmm. millennials. To, um, so for us to understand what the fuck is talk, was being talked about. Yeah. And so that's how I started the app. And then that's how I started like, the podcast and stuff, which is why I love bringing on guests that kind of talk about their own journeys, whether spiritual or like business or whatever, because I'm just like, the power of your mind, the power of spirit, the power of God, the power of creator, universe, all of it is so big. And a lot of times um, we, we operate in, I need to see it to believe it. And I operate it, I, need to, I believe it until I see it. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's the best way personally to operate. But all of that can be very difficult to somebody that it's like, oh, I need to always see. And then what you always see reinforces maybe the lack mentality or nothing ever works out for me or whatever. But then when you start to change your mindset, you start to change your language. And even you working on your subconscious thinking with NLP and hypnosis, it's just like, the world opens up for you. Somebody gave me an example of like, maybe you're just looking like this, but there's something so big right here, but you're only focused right here. And you can't see what's behind you that's so big because you're so focused. Mm -hmm. And when you do this type of work, it's like your viewpoint opens 360. You see every possible, you know, aspect. And so I just love talking about that. I love when people share their journeys. I want to say thank you for sharing that. Um, And thank you for continuing to share that because we need to see people that look like me and you with this stuff, what are you going to say? Yeah, no. So I was going to say that um, I love too, that you don't, you're not part of a traditional religion, right? Because like, let's be honest with Christianity, you have all of God's goodness, but then you got all of the foolery, right? Because in order for you to be a good Christian, you have to look a certain way. You have to believe in a certain thing. You have to practice in a certain way. And I love that now, especially with the internet, we're able to just encounter so many people who just believe different things. And we get to be educated on like, essentially how our, our religions were stolen from us. Right. Yes. With and it's just like, it, girl, we could talk forever about this we might have to talk about this off the podcast okay but I just love that you can you can still be a representation of everything that is good and everything that is light in a world where um what we believe tends to be demonized because it doesn't look like what um what we were taught you know definitely and I always I'm very open with my selfish friends they know me okay and they know what I do and it's like um for me it was also really important for me, like, for example, talk about ancestor veneration or talk about, you know, going out to nature or speaking to my Orisha or like even what the Orishas are, spirits of nature mm-hmm. for those who are new. And for me, that was really important because when I start to learn about this stuff and, and see it work, like for real, I'm, I was just like, but that's not what we see on TV. It's very demonized. It's like, oh, anything outside of the church, you're going to hell. And for me, I always tell my selfish kids, I'm not a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. And yes, my spirituality does tend to lean towards African traditional spirituality, but I'm very open-minded. And for me, what I want my selfish to take away is that everybody has their own path and journey with whatever it is that they choose to believe in that feels good for them. I think what matters most is what is what resonates with us, what feels good, and, and also having the opportunity of knowing what's out there. I felt like so much for me growing up, it was a Christian home. It wasn't, my mom wasn't a very strict Christian, but my grandma was in the church, my grandpa was in the church. And for me, it was, that was what was seen, but it never really resonated with me particularly. And so when I got outside of my home and I began exploring different things, I went to family for grad school and learned about like black psychology and learned about like different types of spiritual practices. I'm just like, oh, this feels good. Ancestor veneration, honoring them, making a table of food for them. Like this makes sense to me. And so that's what I do. And I like to share that with my selfish phase because 
they may not even know that it's an option. They may not know that something else is something to try and see if it works for them. For me, it's just being able to always go back to self and what works for you and what feels good for you. But sharing that because people just need to know of all the options that matter, you know, and I feel like yeah. that's just such an important part is like some people just don't know. They only go with what they grew up with and that's it and everything is so close. Um, but yeah, that is a big part of it in terms of terms of our, a lot of our traditions being stolen through slavery and, and looking down upon. And I feel like there's a big movement of really reclaiming that. And um, a lot of beautiful black and brown women on Instagram talking about this stuff, you know, and I love to see that because it just feels good. Now, I know you had mentioned something, NLP, and you also mentioned depression. I first want to ask you, um, is NLP something you're consistently doing that you love? Or if not, what is a, maybe a personal development trick that you like love to do daily? Like for me, my favorite, my selfish babes know I love affirmations. I love speaking my affirmations. I love praying my affirmations. I love speaking things as if they're already here for me. That fills me up. What do you do? Yeah, so... Um, NLP, I would say is more like, so for those of you who don't know, it's called neuro-linguistic programming. So it's essentially the study and like the science behind how our thoughts and our words become programs, right? Our thoughts, our words, our experiences. So everybody has a different reality because of how we view the world based on our programming. So you and I may experience the same exact situation, but have two completely different perspectives on the situation because of our programming. And once I understood that I got into, I got very um, intuitive and very, um, I don't know how to say it, but like, I would, I'd like interrupt my thoughts. Right. So Mm -hmm. now I question everything. So whenever I think of something. So for example, with my podcast, right? So it's called Sanity and Success. And it's going to be all about this mindset stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Girl, when I tell you people are like, so when are you going to launch it? I'm like, listen, the trailer is up. Okay. We, we got the podcast covered. Now these guests, I don't know about these guests. Okay. Cause I'm scared. And you know, I have to think about, okay, why am I like, you have, I could keep asking myself why it's like, okay, why are you afraid? Um, because like, what if nobody listens? Okay. So what if nobody listens? Oh, I'm going to feel like I'm wasting my time. All right. Why don't you want to feel like your time is being wasted? Um, You know, because my time is very valuable and I want to make sure I'm doing something that's aligned with my purpose. Why is it important for you to be aligned with your purpose? Right. So I keep asking myself why over and over and over again. And sometimes it's a practice that now I can just do in my head immediately when I start to feel like a negative emotion. But then it's also something that I do in my journal and I have like different journal prompts and stuff like that. Um, But that's been the biggest thing because what we need to understand is that our thoughts are not facts. Our thoughts are things to be observed and to find, and you have to kind of put your thoughts on trial. You need to find if this is actually true or not, right? Right. Because you'll be telling yourself, I'm not worthy. Nobody's going to listen to my podcast. Nobody's going to buy for my business. Nobody wants what I'm selling. You know, my mom told me that I wasn't good enough in second grade. And now I don't feel like I'm good enough to be in a happy relationship, right? And we carry all of these thoughts with us and we infuse it in situations that they have no business being in, right? So I've learned to really interrupt my thoughts. Journaling um, is really, really important. And I do a lot of like guided meditations and healing. So like yesterday, so every Tuesday I do sit with your thoughts Tuesday um, and I'll get in the tub. You don't have to get in the tub, but I get in the tub, like I'll be in complete darkness with just candles and I'll do like a 30, 45 minute guided meditation. It might be inner child healing. It might be Akashic records. It might be spirit guides. It might be whatever. Right. But just being able to meditate and sit with a specific experience, sit with a specific scenario and kind of seeing what comes out of it. I get so many answers that I can't even explain to you, right? Like I can't even begin to like put into words, like the revelations that I've had just from meditating because I'm now conscious of what I'm focusing on but I'm allowing my subconscious to come through right if you ever like for me I dream very vividly so um I kind of lucid dream a lot um and I would always have dreams like I would have dreams that would come true right and then people I wouldn't tell anybody because I'm like people are going to judge me or they're going to think I'm crazy but I started paying more attention to my dreams because it's like you ever notice that like 
when you're dreaming, you'll see people's faces or you'll be places that you don't remember. And it's like your brain cannot just magically make something up like it has to go off of something right so if you're thinking it or if you're dreaming it it's probably tied to something um so once I started to understand that and understand that with meditation I I can kind of start to find like symbolism or meaning with the things that I'm thinking or the things that I'm feeling because I'm more in tuned to what might seem like the background right like I pay attention to what's happening in the background not just what's actively happening um in my day-to-day quote-unquote conscious thoughts does that make sense no it makes total sense and um first of all i want to say you're very gifted um in terms of you being able to have certain dreams and they happen i know a lot of people that um spirit speaks to them that way and i know that uh yeah the initial thought is they're gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> Girl, I was literally in college like you cheating on me because I had a dream and he like um no, I'm not cheating on. He was cheating on me, okay. But of course, okay, he's not gonna admit no. it. But you know, it would be like crazy things like that. I'd be like, okay, so I had this dream, and like this and this and this happened. So I had a dream, um, last year that my friend was having a baby, yeah. and she hadn't told me that she was pregnant or anything like that. So I, I wrote her a card on September 11th. I'm never going to forget. I was like, you know, congratulations on your new bundle of joy. Like, I know that God's doing something new for you and your husband, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Sealed it. And I was going to mail it to her. Didn't end up getting a chance to mail it to her. A couple of days later, I think September 19th, she calls me and she's like, I'm having a baby. Wow. And what did you tell her? You still like she dreamed about it? And I was like, well, and then of course I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but like, I wrote you this card. Like, here's the date, September 11th. You, I already knew that you was having a baby. I don't know how I knew, but I just knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, needless to say, I'm her son's um, godmother now, but girl, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, it'd be a thing. <laughs> that. And I think um, I would love more of us to embrace our spiritual gifts because they can help people. And, you know, mm-hmm. spirit speaks through us. And I also really enjoyed you talking about, uh, I don't know what you called it, but something Tuesdays where you go in the bathtub and you spend time with yourself. Yes. And I'm always, I'm always telling my selfish babe, sitting with yourself, especially you do meditations. But for me, I always talk about sitting in silence, but just being with yourself, period. And how we have a lot to say to us but we have so much going on outside or we're taking in so much that we don't have the, the um, sometimes we don't have the ability to be able to, to know what we're saying. When mm-hmm. we take that time with ourselves, like you do, then you're like, oh, all these answers are coming to me for certain things. And it's like, I feel like our personal self has so much information to share with us, but we have to be willing to sit with ourselves to receive that information. And I know that sometimes some people are like, well, I don't like sitting in silence or I don't even want to sit with myself. And I've had one woman talked to me before she said she's never she's never ever lived with herself by herself ever she was like in her like 50s probably and I just think about um like I always talk about oh maybe taking a a mini vacation within your city like I love I'm in Atlanta now I love to go to the St. Regis on the weekend sometimes just by myself I live with my girlfriend but I like to like be at the St. Regis and just be with my own energy and that feels so good and I know I have a lot to share with myself and so I think that you doing that um is a wonderful example of what my selfish babes can do now I do have a question but I wanted to know Emily if you would be able to share with us one of your past journal entries if you don't mind Yes. Um, so I pulled one up specifically because I know for me in like this age bracket, like a big thing that we struggle with is like dating Lord, where's my husband? There's no good men. There's no good women. There's where's my partner, whatever. Right. Um, so like I was saying before we like started recording was I have been praying and like, kind of like sitting with myself for a while about like this person that I was dating because it was going great. And then it just like abruptly stopped. Right. Um, And it was at the top of quarantine and, you know, all that alone time really starts to get to you because you're like, why do I have this much time to sit with myself and come and come to terms with like all these things. So the way that I journal, it kind of varies, but um, I'll start off with like a gratitude list. So I'll thank God for the, for things in advance. Right. So 
I like my acne was crazy. Okay. So I, I'm like thanking God for like clear skin, for divine downloads, for joy, for my best friend, for prosperity, for my healthy relationship. Right. So I'm thanking it in advance. And then I'll have a specific prayer list, like for the guy that I was dating and his family, for my family, um, grateful for, you know, me getting a raise at work, a future promotion, um, my body, normalcy, good health, right? So I like prayed for all that. And then I started just writing down, like, how can I pr- start processing peace, right? Like, what is that like that even looks like? And I swear this was, this must've been a channeled message because I don't even remember none of this, but I talk about, okay, pain is a trigger, right? It's what happens. It's a feeling. How we process it is how we think. And, and we undergo like a series of steps, right? As we're going through things, then there's our perspective, the lens through which we see. And when we create a new belief from those beliefs, we create problems, AKA issues that we find with the situation or that we make up about the situation. Mm-hmm. Then we need to look for proof, evidence um, that what we actually believe is true. And then eventually we will find peace free from that disturbance and no longer being at war. Right. So I kind of, as I mentioned, you know, I kept asking myself why, like, okay, why am I upset that he's not texting back? Okay. Because I feel that he doesn't care about me. Okay. Why um, do I feel that he doesn't care about me? And why does that hurt my feelings? Because I feel that I'm wasting my time. And eventually after going through all those exercises of why I got to the limiting belief that um, I'm not worthy and that I'm being rejected. Right. So in order for me to be able to process that, I wrote down, um, that person couldn't meet my needs because we weren't compatible. I don't need to feel rejected because the point of dating is to learn. I'm feeling rejected because I wanted it to work out and feel like my feelings weren't reciprocated. My mm-hmm. feelings weren't reciprocated because the compatibility wasn't there. There's no need to keep forcing it. I can stop being at war with myself and focus on myself now that I have learned something new. Yeah. Right. So like, I really go through these whole hour long situations of processing information when before I would go to my friend and be like, girl, he ain't shit. Yeah. He blah, blah, blah. Right. When I journal, I kind of think about, okay, what am I, what am I grateful for? Right. right what's going to raise my vibration? What's going to make me happy and start to get me in that feeling of like celebration and gratitude. All right. Now, what is stopping me from feeling that feeling of gratitude okay in this particular journal entry it was that the situation with the person I'm dating wasn't working out right he was getting inconsistent wasn't texting blah 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 bloop 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 um and then the more that I sat with it and I understood why am I upset about the situation was then when I got to the feeling of oh I'm not mad that he didn't text me. I'm not mad that we don't see each other. I'm mad because I feel rejected. Right. The core, 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 like issue. Yes, exactly. So I'm mad that I feel rejected. Um, And once I understood, okay, I'm feeling rejected. I have to then think about, okay, is this actually true? Is he actually rejecting me or is he just moving out of the way so I can find the right person for me? Yeah. You know, and then once I'm able to kind of like, again, reprogram, right, shift my beliefs, shift how I'm looking at the situation, I'm able to process my pain in a way of like peace instead of in like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. I'm heartbroken. I'm never going to get over him. It's like, yo, it didn't work out. It didn't work out for a reason. Now I have space, time and energy to focus on the things that are actually going to have a return on the investment. Right. I like that. Um because I do think that a lot of times we can like, you know, tell our best girlfriend or somebody about what's happening. And I feel, I feel like it's okay to vent, but you talked about a really important aspect, which is sitting with self and also reprogramming your beliefs and also getting to the real actual thing that actually happened. Like what's the real thing that actually happened and why do you feel the way that you do? And so I think that when you do that, you're not like pushing away your emotions. You're just so more side and more so analyzing them and sitting with them and allowing yourself to process, which I think is a very uh, mature (laughs) way of doing things, but it's also very healthy, you know? And I think that, you singing with yourselves and you and you journaling the things that you've done. Um, I think it just shows how we are wanting to really be healthy and wanting to like be emotionally well. And I think that's very mm-hmm. important. I think that maybe for maybe parents or grandparents that are sometimes they didn't have time to heal. 
they were more likely raising us or doing things for us or working multiple jobs and they didn't really have a lot of time to sit with their emotions and really process and, and process some of the things that they experienced even as children. And so now in a time, especially a lot of black women, I love to see the movement of um, just us healing, like us healing us, like going through our emotions, writing them down. Self-love is like a really big thing right now. And I really love to see that. And so I want to say thank you for sharing that very intimate uh, journal entry because you didn't have to, but I know that, um, just you showing us like some of the things that you wrote about or even your process will help a selfish babe that is listening. And so I, I want to say thank you, Emily, for being on the podcast. I do want to ask mm-hmm. you one more thing. And then I also want to ask, ask you two more things. My first thing is for any of my selfish babes that is interested in um, maybe helping their team with marketing or wanting to like work with you with marketing, where can they go? Yeah. So if you need marketing help, you can find us at one day the word one, the word day, CMO, C as in cat, M as in marketing, O as in officer. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have social media page, website, all that good stuff. So I do um, group workshops once a quarter. And then I have like my VIP days um, to work with people more in depth, more one-on-one. And then of course, you've always also follow me um, on Emily Dela Cruz over on Instagram. I don't share as much marketing information, but at least you'll have a good time. (laughs) And you share yourself. And I think that's beautiful. And I saw you had a trip coming up. Is that still happening? Yeah. So we have a trip uh, to Costa Rica planned because like I mentioned at first, I would always go on these business retreats, right? Like boss babes in Bali, girl, baba, marketing mastermind in Mexico. And I would leave those trips more tired and overwhelmed than when I got there. Mm -hmm. So as I was thinking about, okay, well, how do I, I always start the year off with a solo trip. So for the last two, three years, I've gone to Mexico and I usually will spend, um, a week just by myself. I'll stay like, you know, in a hostel or a hotel or whatever. And I'll just like, become one I'll run I'll go be with nature you know I'll do all the things yeah um because I, I like you I really do love nature and I, and I love feeling grounded I particularly am drawn to the water yeah. um so I just love I need to be around water I love water um so I was like okay well you know everybody's like well you guys do a trip girl because like if you follow me on social you know that I have a good time like I'm gonna be hella spiritual but I'm also gonna be taking shots of tequila on a Sunday <laughs> Um, and going to the strip club because why not? balance duality you know Um, so they're like okay girl well like we have so much fun with you on the other trips like let's plan something let's do something so in January 2022 we're gonna go to Costa Rica and it's gonna be a retreat for women but it's just for you to be able to reset Mm -hmm. Um, my hope is to be able to teach other women how to journal, how to meditate, do um, a guided sound bowl healing, like all that like woo-woo stuff, as <laughs> you know, the internet likes to call it. But just really being able to sit with yourself and kick off 2022 in a very grounded place yeah. and not feeling like, I just hate the whole it's a new year, new year, new me, new classes, new, 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 new. And it's like, girl, are you not, you you ain't tired? I'm tired. Okay. I just came up off of a heavy party season in the Hispanic community. Like I need to regroup. I need to reset. So the retreat is happening. uh, I think it's the 17th to the 22nd of January, 2022. Um, And we're going to Costa Rica to do like all the things, time at the beach, the rainforest, waterfalls, hot springs, meditation. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I love that. And that's in your link in your bio or where can they book that trip? Yep. It's, uh, it's at the link in my bio. Because I think when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's not what the wrong feeling. You should come, girl. <laughs> you should come. I'm sure you have something to uh, to share with the gals. Okay. <laughs> and is there any last thing that you want to leave our selfish babes with? Ooh, um, yeah, I think if you get anything from our conversation is that things aren't always what they seem. And regardless of who you are or where you are, or how you practice spirituality, personal development, growth, like you can always make the decision to change your circumstance, your situation and your beliefs once you become aware of them. So it is my hope that, you know, our conversation was really able to to spark something inside of you, to give you a new perspective and for you to see how you can be a little selfish um, and, you know, and put yourself first in this season. I'm sure, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Emily. You're welcome.